Did you guys all hear that? <laughs> that was a that was, that was a bush light opening because it's been a very stressful evening. Holy moly! All right, so I would like to welcome you. I think we're three, right? Episode three. This, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unreleased episodes. We're at sixty to seventy, but the, this is the third one that you guys are hearing. So, um, my name is Zach, and you are listening to episode three of Sports Vision. I am joined with the famous. Yeah, just kidding. He's not famous. Tyler Turner. I'm actually pretty famous. Shut the fuck In up. In my circle of friends. Yeah, but no one really cares. No one really cares. Yeah, I'm not famous. So, I've been super excited to get this episode started because this is our first sports-dedicated episode. So, the past two that y'all have been listening to have been racing and nothing else. So, we wanted to – because I have this uh, – I have a, a big array of people around me that are that have great big minds and are very smart. I wanted to bring Tyler in and help me out with the sports because I think I can hit a different market of people and shed some light on some stuff. I think we have really good opinions, and me and Tyler watch sports religiously, if you will. <clears throat> so, Tyler, why don't, you, why don't you say a little bit about yourself before we get started here? Oh, what do you want to know? Well, I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I really don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> true, true, good point. Uh, I mean, I like to think of myself as like probably the average Joe sports fan. Like I like pretty Yikes. much all types of sports. Yikes. So I think, uh, I think I can relate on that aspect. But when it comes to hockey, I think I know quite a bit. Yeah, so we're sitting here with a Vegas Knights fan, which <sighs> – is very painful for me to have on the show that I'm a host of, but you know, <laughs> you gotta have people that are smart around you. So I'm a, I'm a Sharks fan, which unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, but okay. So I know we want to dive right into the NHL. There's a, a ton of things going on right now, but I do have to bring up something that happened to me. So <laughs> this is, <laughs> so um, I obviously went to Wisconsin to do a snowmobile cross race if if we're talking out of time snow cross here snow cross oh yeah did you do a snowmobile cross race <laughs> is what i heard on the phone earlier so um i went to wisconsin did a, a race my dad built a sled and uh it's a it's an invitational junker sled race it's actually really fun sled can't cost more than five hundred dollars and i have 58 or 60 people try to uh make the main so it was it was actually really rad um the whole the whole week i was gone week rj the whole week i was gone two months yeah so so the week i was gone uh was super cool got to got to see a lot of people i haven't seen in a while <clears throat> spent a lot of time with people i haven't got to see in forever um on my way home i get on a plane so i've got a i've got a 330 flight out of rhinelander wisconsin and i'm heading to vegas and everything's good. I get to Minneapolis. I have a 45-minute layover. My plane was late. So that makes it a 26-minute layover. And I land in uh, gate B, and I have to fly out of gate G, which is, I don't know, approximately 4.6 miles across the whole campus of the airport. So I run. I make it. No problems. I sit down in my nice aisle seat in the emergency lane because I get all the extra leg room. How'd you get that? I paid for it. Oh, of course. Well, what else am I going to do? <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you fly Spirit. No, I, I, I flew Delta to get out of Ryan. Oh, big baller money over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there in my aisle seat having a good time. Nobody's to the two seats left of me. And I'm thinking, this is going to be awesome. Then two Asians with face masks sit down, and the immediate scare of coronavirus floods over my body. Floods. This is not a, this is not a joke. This is not an alarm. This is very very scary to me. Where'd you fly out of again? Minneapolis. Oh, I mean, it's too cold up there for the virus. <laughs> Probably, but um. Yeah, so the, you know what? It, it honestly wouldn't even bother me, bothered me if they didn't have masks on. But now I see these masks, and I'm like, but, but for why? Why do you have these masks on your face? So 
Um, that was scary. So if I get a cough later on in the show, you know that I'm about to be taken down by the coronavirus. So it's just it's it's, it's life experiences you have to share with people, you know. That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> with with that being said, um, coronavirus is going on. We watch sports. We don't have to deal with real life stuff like that or politics. So we indulge ourselves in sports. True. So with that awkward transition into it oh by the way nobody sponsored this podcast yet so um why don't you guys hop on that so we can like do cooler stuff and better things but all right so we have something on the plate nhl trade deadline just got done uh what was that wednesday monday uh oh yeah no oh yes. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah you've been days. gone a while it's, it's okay shut up, jet lag shut up um uh so monday Three o'clock or three or three thirty <laughs> Eastern time. Uh, it was done. three, three, three o'clock Eastern. Eastern time. Yeah. And I. So before we get into like all the details, in your opinion, do you think it went well for the majority of teams, or did you think it was kind of a bust? It was very busy early in the morning, which was a, a, a something different than what we've seen in the past. Right. Um. I think a few teams made out like bandits. Right. Uh, Carolina, for one. Carolina did good. Very good. And uh, Vegas. Vegas stole Just as a Vegas fan. Vegas but stole shit. Yes. Vegas stole it. Um, there were some, like, uh, I think the biggest surprise that I got out of it was Toronto doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was on my list of stuff to talk about. So... Um, let, let's just hold on to that for a second because okay. I want to talk about the positives and then right. I want to make a big thing about who didn't do any trades to make their teams better. So the first individual that I have, um, Shattenkirk, went from the Blues to the Capitals. He's a defenseman, a very good defenseman, and I think that was a steal. I think they got him for uh, uh, a good price, the, a, a goalie. And him, uh, and I hate to say no name, but to the people who are probably going to be listening to this, they are no names. Like they, they've never heard of this person in their life. But a goalie in Shattenkirk went to uh, the Capitals, and the Blues in return got two forwards, Sanford and Maldini, and two drafts. Right. So you're giving up two, two forwards yep. and two draft picks for Shattenkirk, which he's got. He's got playoff experience. He's got multiple years in the league. I think he's a good asset to the team. Right. So, how, so you know, before I move on to the next one, like, how do you feel about that one? Are, are, I mean, are you up on your shot, Kirk? Um, the Capitals need something other than OV to do everything. Yeah, I, I, you know, that Sanford. Uh, so when the Blues played us, I think played Vegas. Yep. About a week, week and a half ago. Sanford scored a hat trick. Yep. I had no idea who Sanford was <laughs> until yeah. that game. So uh, for them to get, you know, I, I think it adds some depth and also getting some picks. So I think in that regard, it was a good trade, and the Capitals get a good player in Shatkirk. Yeah. So I think overall, a good trade in my mind is that both teams get something that they really need. So, you know, the Blues. Got, got maybe some depth, depth players and some picks, and the Capitals got a good player to help them out for their push. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, the next one on my list is Ben Bishop went from the Lightning to the Kings. Now I know you used to be a big Kings fan back in the day. Um, as much as I'd like to think that this is going to help the Kings, because I think Ben Bishop is a very good goalie. Um, he's more of like an – he's one of them goalies that you bring in to make yourself like an A-B goalie setup team, like kind of like what the Knights are, you know. Like obviously Fleury can't play every game. So you're going to need a second stand-up goalie because your your defensive line and your forward line – Well, you said Ben Bishop went where? He went to the Kings. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah, he got moved from Tampa to the Kings. But he's the Dallas Stars starter. Well, it said today that he went to the Kings, according to ESPN. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, 
go. You learned something new because that's what I was looking up. I'm like, wait a second. He plays for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, he went from the Lightning to the Kings. Are you sure? <laughs> that's what ESPN said today. I mean, I hope. I'm... Hold on. I need to fact check this because I'm a little so. confused. <laughs> Uh, I need to fact check this real, real quick. I mean, yeah. I don't. <clears throat> so, as the host, I have to say that not all things said on this podcast are true and factual. <laughs> they are yeah, mainly opinionated. So, Tyler's going to do a little fact check. Uh, <laughs> let me. Yeah, let me. I, need, I think I need to double check that real fast. Well, I don't, okay. Well, how fast can you do it? Because we got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> So, because I was a little concerned about the Shattenkirk thing, because I didn't know Shattenkirk could move, but he actually has moved. Yes. What are you, are you telling me I don't know anything, Tyler? No, because I mean, you'd, be, you'd be pretty true most of the time. I mean, because Ben Bishop, I think, started the day for Dallas. So oh, my let me, God. Let me. <laughs> well, whoever posted it on ESPN at, at 422 this afternoon needs to be shot in the head. Let's, let's, let's see. Uh, ben Bishop... They're playing, playing right, right now against, against the Bruins. Bruins. And and Ben Bishop's in net, I'm sure. And <laughs> Ben Bishop is in net. He's made four he's made twenty six out of twenty two saves. Perfect. So Ben Bishop <laughs> went from Tampa to Dallas. Which I mean either way is it's a good move. But that was but that was last year. He's been the start of the whole year. Yeah. So um <laughs> Just scratch that one. We're not just scratch that one out because <laughs> We're not facts, guys. We're opinion guys, okay? Um, uh, the, the next one on my list, which now you have me questioning whether... I might have to look at your list now. I didn't even get to look at the list. Yager. Yager got moved. Yager is now at the Panthers. He went from the Devils are you to the okay? Panthers. Are you okay? Are you all right? I don't know if my head... I might, I think you're, I might be well, crooked. Well, I say we're looking at trades from, I think, last year. Yager's been out of the league for a, like, That's almost... In- this is insane to me that my head even like <laughs> registered that. Holy you know, Yarmir Yager has been playing in like Russia. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dude, I just had the biggest like brain fart, brain malfunction on the history of the planet. I'm so sorry. See what happens when you like go racing to sports and racing to sports. My head is like. So, I would say uh, that's why I had to double check. Are you, Are you sure Shat Kirk's on? Oh my on god! That? I don't even want to know. Why don't we just skip it? <laughs> let me let me see Shat Kirk. Oh real quick. god, here we go, Shat Kirk. Well, while Where Tyler's fact checking, let me just say we really appreciate all the listeners, even though I'm a complete buffoon and I don't understand how this whole being a host works. Because um, my I'm, I'm gonna have to hire a fact guy. That's it. That's that's where we're at. Perfect. If you uh, don't find this fast. Yes. I'm... So Shattenkirk, yeah, Shattenkirk actually did start the year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then so, went to the Capitals at the trade deadline. Uh, no, he's still on the Lightning. Oh. As far as as far as I can see. I, maybe that might be so what happened that to the they goal, talked about. So the goalie and the, and the two forwards. So I, Sanford, I, think someone, so, I think someone dropped the ball at ESPN. I'm not trying to put this on someone else. I was definitely wrong with a couple things. But this was checked on ESPN today. Today, yeah, so so Zach Sanford. Let's see. Let me because I know I, I know Zach Sanford's on the Blues. Uh, let me see where he came from though. So let's see. He okay. So he attended Capitals training camp in sixteen seventeen. Um. Okay, so let's see. Sanford added, let's see, Capitals before he was traded to the Blues on February. <laughs> it's two years ago. He got traded two years ago in 2017. So I'm just trying to keep everybody relevant. <laughs> Three years ago. trying to give everybody a little history lesson um, so they know where everybody <laughs> Oh, I completely blew it. I had to look at you for a second because I didn't want to say, hey, let's stop. Because I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Apparently neither do I. I sat in front of – So I was working at my parents' house back in Wisconsin and watching the NHL trade deadline. And I thought I had this thing pretty well dicked. I thought I had it dialed. And now we're sitting here and, um, yeah, that's not the case. So – so, I can give you the correct rates oh, if you want God. to hear the correct rates. No, I only wanted to do the ones that sounded fun for people. Well, there's actually a lot. Go ahead. Did, that happened. Well, okay. So, wait. Before you jump into that. Okay. <clears throat> the Stars, the Avalanche, Columbus Blue Jackets, 
the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Predators didn't trade at all at this deadline. None, none of them did. Uh, so okay, say those teams again. So the Dallas Stars, okay, Avalanche, Blue okay. Jackets, the Leafs, and the Preds did not make trades this year um, at the deadline. They might have traded a couple weeks ago or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I'm talking about trade deadline just ended this week. No, at the deadline, I believe the Predators did do something. Did they? Because if they did, it wasn't worth a shit. Um, let me see. The Blue Jackets actually did as well. See, now I might as well just throw everything I have in the garbage. <laughs> because this guy, I, I'm telling yes, you. This the, so the Blue Jackets and the Predators did do something to trade that line. Okay, so the guy, so I, uh, I'm i going to go back and I'm going to find that ESPN article that was posted <laughs> at literally 4 o'clock this afternoon was completely wrong. Because that's where I got my Are you sure it wasn't like a 4 o'clock three years ago? I know, I read it. I, it was today. <laughs> But how many bush lights have you had? Seven. <laughs> my whole my whole table is full of empty bush light cans. Um, no, okay. So um, go go ahead. I I'm just gonna run off of what. Okay. You're so this is so this is just off. This is from the NHL website. Remember important ones. I don't give a shit about the people who know. No, this knows. yes. So the Carolina Hurricanes acquired defenseman uh, Brady Shea Ooh. from the New York Rangers. Yep. Uh, that was at the trade deadline. Yeah, and do you know what they got in return or no? Because that, uh, yes, they got a 2020 first rounder. Whew, that. That's a good call. That's, that's a, a good, good move. Yeah, um, those first rounders are hard to come by. Vegas obviously got Robin Leonard. From so Chicago. I want to I want to hold off on the Vegas thing. I have a whole Vegas okay. thing. Right? All right, we'll hold off on that. Um, so the Maple Leafs did, in a roundabout way, get something. Uh, they got a fifth rounder from Vegas, but that's a part of that. Yeah, uh, they weren't trade. directly involved with the trade, right? They have to take on um, somebody's cap. So they exchanged. So what happened was uh, they exchanged uh, for forward Martin's Zirkles, yep. which is an AHL player. Yeah. Uh, Damn good player, by the way. And yes, they, they retained uh, a part of Leonard's salary. Okay. Um, so the Carolina Hurricanes weren't done. They got Brady Shea. They also got defenseman uh, Sammy Vontanen from New Jersey. That was a good pull. Vantanen, you Vantanen, <laughs> Vantanen. Hey, at least I know what year it is right now. Okay, good. I don't. <laughs> um, let's see. And then Nashville. Yeah, they got defenseman uh, Corbian Holzer from the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. In, in exchange for defenseman Matt Irwin and a 2022 sixth rounder. Okay, so Irwin, Irwin's a good pull for sure. Um, he's. He's obviously not going to be a one-two-three liner, but he's a good depth and rotation guy. Mm. He's he's got. I, I don't want to say he has good legs or anything like that, but he's got a good vision for hockey, and he's got good eyes, and he's kind of a bigger body guy. Um, that's a good pull. But I, uh, you said sixth round, right? Sixth rounder, yeah. God damn, that's deep. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I actually didn't. Uh, know too much about that trade. I know when I was watching it that they were saying uh, with Holzer going from uh, Anaheim to Nashville that actually helped Nashville out quite a bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, oh, Barclay Goodrow. Yep. The Tampa Bay Lightning acquired them from San Jose for a first rounder. Yep. Uh, I actually heard a lot of people this is talking, uh, I don't know how true this is, that Tampa Bay paid too much for Goodrow. A first-rounder seems a bit high when Vegas got Cousins for, I think, a third? Yeah. A second but, or a third? But here's, but me being honest with you, it it's hard to compare the two because, like, a guy like Cousins can probably fit into Vegas' scheme very well. Right. Where um, Goodrow... I'm not sure if he can fit decent, but, you know, like kind of piggybacking off of that. I don't know. I, I would argue even as a Sharks fan and someone who's watched Goudreau for a while, I don't think he's worth a first round straight up trade. Right. I think, I think um, maybe Tampa should be getting more out of it than what they are. Right. 
and and that's just me being honest and, and, and thinking about the business side of everything because you want to see people go and I got some other people that I, you know you want to see go places and you want to see them go for a cup and but you know what are they worth I, I mean are you getting a guy on for yeah you already know you already know oh I, you for, already know how I'm gonna go say but, okay. Um, <laughs> You know, are you gonna are you gonna spend so much money and get a draft pick just so you can get one cup? Or are you trying to build a team to go for the long run? That's my my opinion. As if I were to be a hockey GM or head coach or anything like that, um, I would be sitting there with my hat in the ring, saying, "I want to go for the future. I, we need to make small moves to get towards the cup now because we're already in a playoff contention. We need to make small moves to help us out now, but nothing that's going to hinder us in the future." So in, in that regards, you know, us saying that Tampa Bay obviously paid a pretty hefty price right. for Gaudreau. Obviously, he's a depth guy. Yeah. But do you think they should have, their front office should have been, hey, we've got a pretty stacked roster. We could probably make a good playoff run. Hold on to that pick. For Tampa Bay? Yes. Look at what Tampa Bay did last year. Yeah. They were number one in the league. True. And they shit the bed the first round of the playoffs. Right. So I don't think the I don't think the front office knows if they're north or south right now because they could have a stacked team and everything's dialed and they show up and they and they fall on their face. So I think they're just trying to get that little back pocket insurance and right. say, Hey, we know we've got we've got really good guys in the depth that can like Gaudreau's gonna stick around for a couple of years. This is not a one year, one and done deal. Right. So right. I think that's what that's where they're coming from. Uh, moving on, we got Columbus acquiring forward Devin Shore from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for forward Sonny Milano. Milano. I will say this: Milano's I just watched cool. I just watched the Ducks game the other night, and Milano, I got I think two tallies. He scored twice uh, in the first yep. and the overtime winner. So he looks like that's a, it's working out pretty good for Anaheim at least. Okay. Uh, let's see. Washington acquires forward Daniel Sprong from Anaheim in exchange for defenseman Chrisman Juice. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know either one of those guys. Um, I know I know Sprong and Juice a little bit from uh, a couple of years ago. Juice was a part of their uh, Stanley Cup winning team. Okay, he was for as a defenseman. He was, was he a second line or he was a he was a cherry picking blue line guy? I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm not, I don't know so much about Daniel Sprong, but I, I'm thinking with the, with the juice trade, it's two guys probably on the tip, maybe the tail end of their careers where it's like, okay, these teams need depth somewhere. Right. Um, uh, let's see. What's another big trade? Um, oh, the Oilers, they had a big day. Yep. Uh, they got Tyler Ennis from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a fifth round. Yep. That was a good one. That was a good move. And then let's see. I think there was another one. Oh, Pittsburgh. They got uh, forwards Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez from Buffalo from the Buffalo Sabers in exchange for Dominic Calhoun. Yeah. You want to talk about the other? You want to talk about the other Pittsburgh trade? Real quick. Uh, since we're on Pittsburgh. Oh yes. Let's let's talk about old Patty because I'm gonna I miss him so much. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe went to the Pens, and that was strictly to try and get him a cup. There was no other reasoning behind it. The The Sharks are in a decline, rebuild mode, and they're trying to get everything they can to start building in the future. So in regards to that, about trying to get a cup, because you know I'm going to go with this because we're talking about San Jose. Yeah. Big Jumbo Joe. Yeah. Uh, how do you think he feels right now not being traded? Well, look at his look at his social media posts. He's not happy. He, yeah. he straight up said, "I'm," and this is not verbatim, but he he basically said, "I'm not excited. I wish I could have got a, a chance at the cup." And and I have a couple problems with that. When you are when when you're a professional hockey player, when you're a professional sports team player right and there's an there's an opportunity in your life like this where there's a chance where you could be traded to a better team than what you're on right now and it right. doesn't happen and you come out after it doesn't happen and say i wish it would have happened the problem that i have is that 
what is that doing for the the locker room morale, right? right. Thornton is an OG guy, same with Burns, and he's looked up to as sort of a leader, even if he right. doesn't have the C on his chest. Right. So now as a teammate, I'm thinking, well, what what are we doing here? Like this guy clearly doesn't even want to play with us because he wanted to go to the Bruins or go to the Pens to try and run for a cup. It right. doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, hold on one second. Um, Jesus Christ, RJ, I'm trying to do a show right now. You're freaking me out, man. You're shoving stuff in my face while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> anyway, news, um, news update. So, do I wish that? Do I wish Thornton could have? went to a team to try and win a cup. Yes. I, I, this year? Yes, this year. I wish that at the trade deadline, as of Monday, I wish he would have went to a team, and I don't care which one. Honestly, at this point, I don't care. Because I've been watching the Sharks forever, dude, since I was a little kid. I love them. They're, they're my team. I want – we're not going to get them to a cup this year. Well, I like, I, I like the passion behind it, but when you say any team – like, there's teams where if he got traded to, there's no chance he'd get a cup. No, I, I mean I mean teams that could go for a cup right now. Right. And right. I'm talking the Bruins can go for a cup. Pittsburgh can go for a cup. Now, in the regards Capitals to that. can go for a cup. Tampa Bay Lightning can go for right. a cup. The Knights but can in, go for a cup. In regards to that, do you think it's a smart business decision from those teams to take him on? With his age and contracts and whatnot, do you think, do you think it would be – Well, do you think it – you think he, they would, he would be able to add depth that they don't already have? Absolutely. Look, the Pens picked up Marlowe. D- Patrick Marlowe is not a not a, a one star, two star player in a game. Right. They put him. He's projected to be fourth liner because right. they need depth. Right. Because you get into these playoffs and guys get gassed in two and a half minutes, and you need people to pick up and and start and start going and be able to keep these lines on top of the other lines. So right. getting a guy like Thornton who has experience that he knows, he knows damn well when he can get in and out of the game. Why right. wouldn't you have that over a guy from the AHL or a rookie or a two, three, four year? This has been in the league for 10 plus years. Right. So, sure. so that leads me into my next question is like Thornton not going. So aside from the, the, so now what you have to deal with is your locker room could be pissed off at you for making those comments. Right. But then he tries to fix it and he goes, well, it's back to the grind. Well, it's back to the grind of what? Last place in the Pacific? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. But so here's my question. What is Thornton worth? Was, was the dude's making five million right now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to take on. Especially right. with these short, small, tight gaps in these salary caps. You right. can't just blow your wad going into the playoffs. Like, it doesn't work that way. Right. Buffalo did it last year, and they got – look at where they're at now. They're almost last. They're fighting for last place with the Red Wings. So right. you can't – it's hard to take on $5 million, but was was the – were the Sharks asking too much for him? Were they not were – were they not actively shopping around for better picks? Or were these other teams, like what you're saying – do we take them on or not? So that that would be my yeah. Question. I, I just think I think I think a lot of the teams, those contenders that you were thinking of, like the Bruins, Vegas, Tampa Bay, Washington, teams like that that are going to make the playoffs. I think when you look at them, like maybe some of these teams, like Vegas, for example, have this no rental at the trade deadline type deal. So which. We'll move me to another point when we talk about the Robin Leonard trade mm-hmm. because he's a starter. He, he, I, would agree. I, I, don't, I don't see how they pick him up and not and it not be a rental unless they're trying to, which they have been saying is it's not competition for Flurry, which I don't quite believe. But I would I would like to sit down with the people that say that. So why don't we just why don't we just transition into it because we've already drugged him along for 29 minutes now. <laughs> the only people that are listening to this care about the Knights, right? So, well, hopefully, hopefully. So, let's talk about the Knights. So, what on my list here? Okay. Whether it's true or not, um, no, <laughs> the Knights. I'm fact checking. On, on my list checking. here, so Vegas picked up Nick Cousins, which was yes. a very good move. Um, no relation to Kirk Cousins. No. At all. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, they picked up Nick Cousins and Rob Lehner from Chicago. 
Yes. Um, they dumped Subban, a prospect, and a second-round pick. So, I really don't... So, RJ has an off-mic question in the middle of our conversation. <laughs> What's up, dude? Subban. Yeah, Subban was the, other, the, the option B goalie. Booban for sure. He couldn't. He could not stop beach ball. With Leonard, so they dropped Subban and they got Leonard. Leonard, yes. Leonard was a, basically a, a an option B for the Blackhawks behind Which, Crawford. You could argue he was actually going to be the starter. Should have been. I think Crawford was going to be. He he should have been a starter a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so like I said, I really don't give a shit about Nick Cousins. He's a depth player, and I think he's going to work out good. He can he, He's malleable because he's young, and he can be put into that system that works very good under DeBoer. Remember, DeBoer is not yes. a coach, Tyler. And as a matter of fact, he's been doing quite well, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, you guys didn't like him right from the get-go, but now you, you know. love him. Oh, you playoffs, you love whatever the case may be. So um, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is the laner. So you asked me in a text message on Monday while we yes. were watching the trade deadline. And that you obviously were watching yeah, three apparently years ago. I wasn't paying much attention to. Yeah. Um, and essentially, you asked me, what, you know, in the roundabout way, what's the deal with Leonard? Like, are, are they going to get him on a long tender deal? Are they going to try and make him the number one and, and Flurry the number two? And in, in my opinion right now, um, not being the biggest Knights fan, but I still have to follow him. You know, I still, I still love every aspect of hockey, so I'm going to pay attention. Right. Well, this episode has not bid well for me and my attention pain. But, um, <laughs> but so Leonard's in to replace Flurry, and I'm. I will tell you that time and time again, Leonard is an uh, unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. So Correct. Even though he got traded to a new team, it doesn't change how his free agency goes. Right. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, and if Vegas doesn't hop on him and try and get him to a two, three, four, five-year deal, they're they're silly. They're they're slapdicks because Flurry. As much as everybody loves him, and as much as he's an athlete, and he's one of the, t- he's top ten goalies ever, and that's right. not in the league right now. That's top ten goalies ever. Right. If you think he's going to last another three, four years at his top potential that he's at right now, right, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you right now, you're wrong. No, I I agree. I agree. He's a great goalie, but he doesn't have much left in the tank. And I hate True. saying that about really great athletes but he doesn't have much left in the tank. I, I still think, like you said, I still think he probably has a good solid three, maybe four years. Um, I would say two. Two? Two good performing 900-plus save percentage years. Right. Two at the max. And you got to realize he's got a lot of years, a lot of games under his True. belt. And True. watch what happened when his father passed away. He damn right. near went dormant, and then he came back, and he hasn't been the same flurry up which until is expected. the past couple weeks. Right, which now, is I expected. Get, I get it, but you also have to understand you're a professional athlete, right? Right. So it's it's hard to make that – like, I want to sit down and say, well, you know, if a family member of mine passed away, right, I'm going to work on Monday. Right. Now, this is where the comparison comes in. Am I going to be at 100% on Monday? Absolutely not. Right. So – to expect him to be at 100% is wrong, and mm-hmm. it's, it, you can't do that. But you, he's at a lot higher stage on a lot higher pedestal than the average human being. Right. So, and I'm not. And trust me, if anybody's listening and thinks that I'm taking shots at him or telling him to get over it, I'm absolutely not. But if you're having a hard time with a, the passing of your father or a close family member, take a little bit more time off. Because he came back. We were sitting there watching the first game back. <clears throat> and I think I looked at you and I was like, what the hell is he back for already? Like, yeah. Take some time to yourself, man. Like, just. But like you said, like you said, I think people handle situations like that differently. Like Situations said, be, are situational. You'd be, you'd be right back at work, maybe to get your mind off of things, maybe to get back into like a flow of things. Right. And everyone's different. You know, right. maybe he thought at the time, 
hey, if I get right back into playing, it'll make me get back to, like, normalcy. Right. You know? And I so, think it hindered his gameplay, to be honest. And, yeah. And I think he's finally coming around a little bit. Um, I watched the beginning of the Oilers game last night, which was a crazy game to me because I haven't seen the Oilers play like that in some time. I mean, yeah, they lost to some shitty teams the past couple games, but they just didn't show up. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine today at work, and uh, – I said, the very first puck drop, Oilers took it into the Knights zone and had three shots within three minutes. Oh, yeah. That should have went in. Yeah. And they didn't. And that was the turning point of the game because you have to get after Vegas early. Right. You've got to make them use their legs early because they don't have the depth. They don't have the speed in the depth later on in the game to keep their defense up to match what their offense can do. And I've been saying this a million times, and RJ, every time I talk, RJ rolls his eyes because it's the same thing. But it's truth. It doesn't change. It's the same thing. You guys don't have the speed, depth, I would, I would, skilled players. I would argue about depth. I just I, I feel like Vegas' big issue is them not playing a full 60. If they were able to play a full 60 night in and night out, this team would be just as high as the Bruins, the Capitals, points-wise, Tampa Bay. They're- I agree with you, but that it, what you just said right there goes to depth. You need guys in your second, third, and fourth lines that are still fast, Which, that are better than right. the other. See, what happened earlier in the season is you have these lines offsetting. So, like, your first line is out, and their second line is out. Right. Right? And your first line gets gas, and their first line comes in when your first line comes out. And that's where you start getting beat. Yeah. Well, now it's to the point where, like, teams can't do that because of injuries or, like, they're trying to move people around from right. the AHL right. all that stuff. Right? But it never changes. Like, Vegas needs to start working on, like, getting guys, like, what we talked about, like, Merlot. You know what I'm saying? Or Thornton or Brandon Dillon should have picked up Brandon Dillon, right? Get these guys in the, in the deeper lines right. that have a lot of experience. They've got great legs and speed underneath them. Well, so Alec Martinez, Martinez up from the Kings. He's yeah. got, he's on a three, what, two or three game now, multi-point game. Yeah. He's joining Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that's it. But that's one guy, Tyler. That's what but I'm no, saying. But that's, but I understand that. But you, you see, players that join Vegas. This is a crazy stat to me that I just saw. Did you know that everyone that Vegas picked up this year has scored in their debut game? That's usually how it goes here. Yeah. That's yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Martinez scored on his first one. Cousins just scored last night. Yeah. He flew in from Montreal because I think you were telling me or someone was telling me that he was having an issue uh, uh, that he didn't even know that he had been traded. And he flew in yesterday morning. Yeah, and he, he was skating at City National. Yeah. And then came to T-Mobile to play. Yes. And didn't even meet any of his players. Yeah. He all, any of his teammates. Yeah. So, so but, but here's the thing. Like, it's not that rare for hockey mm-hmm. for a guy to come in their first game and, like, light it up, whether they're getting – you know, they they have a high plus or minus or they right. get a, an assist or, you know, a, hel- a, a helper, attendee, maybe a fucking, maybe a goal. But it, my thing is, is like, these guys come in and they do good. And then like, what happens? You know, I think there's a handful of guys on the team that like, what happened? Like, what I think, happens? I think now that they've been given a chance to play with a decent team, like I'll go back to Alec Martinez. He played on the Kings. The Kings, the past couple of years, haven't been able to do anything. Dog shit. Exactly. So I think him being able to play with star players turns it around where he can shine and show off. Because he had, I think all year leading up to joining Vegas, I think he had two goals. Yeah. And now he's pretty much matched that in two games. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's the Vegas effect or like you're saying, maybe it's just like a – New team, a, a fast new team start, show, and it's gonna... new team show your muscles, dude. Right, right. Um, so to to kind of transition off of that, I would like to talk very briefly on Wild Bill. Okay. Will oh Willie Carlson? Yes. How, what did he have? Forty some goals last year. Uh, his inaugural year, he had oh, okay. forty the in the first year. Okay. I think he dropped off to like twenty five 
uh, uh, last year. And this year... He has been shice. Yeah. Garbage. Trash. Up until the past couple weeks. He's been playing very good hockey. Right. And... But I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to, like, create a point. Right. This should not be building off of Carlson's flow mm-hmm. or his fire. You should have someone who can just jump right in and keep doing it. And Marcia so was doing that for a while. And then, and, but for the first part of the season, Marcia so scratched for like what, six or seven games or something. Or yeah, five he, games he, I or believe whatever. he was, I believe he was scratched for a couple of games because but, at the time, Gallant, they, he was trying to send a message, I think saying, Hey, you guys are being paid millions of dollars on these contracts for four, five, six years, and you're not producing. Right. So, but okay. So, <laughs> I hate to like keep going back on stuff, but right. like, who is the guy that they just signed today? I just wrote. I don't think I wrote it down. Oh, uh, uh, Carrier. Okay, Carrier. Yes. Signed for four years. Four years. Yep. That's. Do you guys understand how ridiculous this is to sign these guys for such long contracts? Four years. This is your third year in the season. You're going to sign a guy for four years. Like, four years that's at, at 1.4 1. 1. or 1.7. Right. But if you watch Carrier's play, he does provide the depth that you say that we're desperately needing. If you watch him, he's, just, I agree. He's, a, he's a third and fourth liner. He's not going to make it up in a top six. I agree. He's a, he's a grinder for sure, but – but it's four, it, Tyler. It's four years, right? You chill out with these long-term <laughs> contracts. You got Wild Bill. Would you sign Wild Bill seven years or something? Uh, let me let me ridiculous. double check. I, I I mean, my point is is like chill out on these long-term things, and you might have to have some player turnover as much as people don't like it. But like we kind of have to. Like we've discussed before, though, and, and this is where I kind of. Uh, I kind of go back and forth is that the Vegas mentality is, is sign the players now and have the win now mentality. They're, the, the top office and all of them are not looking 10 years down the road. Yeah, we're signing players four, five, six years to keep a core around, but within those four, Carrier is not a core years, guy, though. Well, based off this contract, he, he is Office, a core. Yes, yes, based off his contract, he is. Right. But watching him play in the league for a couple of years, he is not a core player. That that's what I'm no, right. He's not correct. He's, right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Honestly, like uh-huh. I, I'm all about it. Like, tell me if I'm wrong because I'll take it. Right. But he's not a core hockey player. A core hockey player is a, these guys that you've been hearing time and time again. A core hockey player is Ovechkin. A core hockey player is right. Sid the Kid. Right. A core hockey player is you know Thornton. A, so like when we speak core, like you're saying, I'm thinking Stone. Pacioretty, uh, Marcia So, yeah, exactly. Carlson. Um, Carlson. Carlson, yeah. Uh, hell, I'd even put in uh, Stassi. He's only got two years left, but I think he would be a core player if they give him an extension. Yeah. But, you know how I've heard that people say core player and should be stuck around for longer is England? And I disagree. I think England and Reeves are the first two that need to go. I, I think They need to, I, they I, need I to think, go. I think England sees the writing on the walls. I, I think after this year, if he doesn't take a drastic, an even dra- more drastic pay cut than he has this year, right? I, I think he's going to be relegated to somewhere in the office or coaching somewhere. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Unless he wants to play, then I don't see him coming back next year. Right. But um, yeah. So, uh, am I mad at the Carrier uh, contracts? Not really. Just because I. I think that he's able to play at that level as a third or fourth line grinder and do it well for at least the next two, three years that he probably deserved that contract. And I think he will help out even if we bring up uh, young guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess time will tell and we'll see in the next three years. Right. But So let's transition with that. Um, we can talk about individuals all day long. I mean, we can waste hours about talking about individuals and contracts True. and all that. Let's just quickly talk about, before we move off of Vegas, because I know this is what, you know, we're kind of passionate about. Um, let's talk about this playoff push. So, yes, it was looking real tight last night before the game started between Vegas and Edmonton. Yes. I believe Vegas was at 74 points and Edmonton was at 72. 76. Okay, 76 70, and 74. 74. Yeah, it was two so points. They were, so they were two points behind, and Vancouver's sitting right in the middle. 
getting the old malachi crunch, the old the old stuck sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Edmonton tried to come out and prove a point and try and get those points a little bit harder than they should have. I think they should have just played a little, de- you know, played some tough defense and hung out. And okay, if you lose the game and take it to overtime, you lost one point, big deal. But they lost two, so now they have another two gap. And right. what people aren't realizing in the Pacific, leading the Pacific, is Vancouver is sitting here and just winning games and just chilling out. So what's going to be very interesting is to see how Vegas handles this because Vegas has to play Vancouver two times next month. And we got to play Edmonton two times next month as well. Yes. So it's it's. I'm curious to see how Vegas is going to handle this because, honestly, Vegas could lose those two games against Vancouver, those two games against Edmonton, and still be in pretty good shape. Probably not going to, you know, get demoted to the wild card because right. the rest of the teams in the Pacific are complete trash. <laughs> but, um, how do you think? How do you feel? I mean, so Caesars put out Vegas is like nine to two odds to win the cup. Which, I saw but, that. So yeah. everybody's listening. When Caesar puts out the nine to two odds, that's not that's not Vegas winning the cup in the league. That's Caesars bets that you can place right so as of right now nobody has any any you know odds on who's gonna win what but vegas has been in the talk quite a bit lately on making a push to the cup now the pacific is weak yes vancouver is not a I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna put two I'm gonna put two pe- two divisions up on a pedestal okay. and you tell me how you feel. Metropolitan okay. Pacific. Yeah. The Metropolitan, the top four in the Metropolitan will smoke all of the Pacific. All of them. So Vegas, Vancouver, and Edmonton, yeah. if they're I, gonna make a push for the I don't care about getting into the first round. We're talking about Stanley Cup. Right. What are right. you here for? Are you here for a first round win and then go home? No. That's not how we play hockey. That's not how we play sports. Right. You're not here right. to go into the NFC championship and lose. Right. That's not how it works. Vegas has a, a wake up call to find very fast if they think they're gonna head into the Metropolitan and start winning games in the postseason. Where you're relying on depth and you're relying on goalies, if you're going to make it to the cup, you better step it up. Tell me how you feel. Uh, Let's hear. It. I, I do. I do agree in the in the stance that the Pacific is definitely not as strong as as the back east conferences as the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. I'll, I'll agree with that. I, however, will digress a little bit because if you look at the teams in the Metropolitan, yeah. So, so you've got, got the Capitals, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Philly, you've got the Islanders. But you look at those teams, and minus Washington, Pittsburgh has been injury-riddled all year. Right. So if we're talking about depth, who knows if they're going to be 100% come the postseason. Well, I think they won the most on the trade deadline. but uh, Yeah, they definitely did. But that does. there's still 20-something-odd games left. Right. You know? Um, well, we'll Philadelphia, see how it swings for sure. Yeah. Philadelphia and the Islanders. Uh, we just played the Island. Uh, we just had our hardest matchups last week, and we won all of them. Yeah, but I, I guess hockey changes when you get closer to the playoffs, right? Right. So, right. We'll, I mean, we're all this is all speculation. We're all guessing. We're all trying to, you know, have conversations about it. But my biggest thing is like. The Metropolitan top three as a whole are just far superior teams. And and this is also transitioning into my next point. I have Bruins slash Penguins dying, question mark, comma, Jack Johnson on my <laughs> So What in the world? So the Bruins, I mean, the Bruins are just, they're good at hockey right now. That's just how it is. They're just okay. good at hockey. Okay. Um. Yeah, most definitely. The the Capitals are good at hockey. I think Ovechkin yeah. just got a 701st goal, which is good for Not them. against Vegas, but yes. Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't really give a shit about him. But <laughs> um, the Penguins, not they're not doing good. They they they're 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 losing against bad teams. And they're losing against bad teams. And that's and that's my point is uh, 
Well, I know we, we're beating a dead horse with this whole depth and injuries and playoffs and this and that. But when you have teams like Pittsburgh, when you lose a player like Crosby or like Malcolm, it shows. I mean, maybe not so much for Pittsburgh because they've actually did quite well when Crosby was yeah, injured. Yeah, but now, games, but, yeah. but now after the, the All-Star break, I, I don't have the, uh, the stats right now, but I, I think they're cruising at 500 right yeah. after the All-Star break. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, like you said, certain teams, they turn on the Jets to make it to the playoffs right. or to, to have that playoff mentality. And other ones, for some reason, fall off. Right. Well, I think that's why the I think that's why Buffalo made such a big push at the trade is to try and you know grasp at straws. But I just, right. I don't think they have I don't think they have the, the the GM or the coach behind them or I I just there there's it's just not happening to them. But uh, these are this, the top teams that I think coming out of each division that I could see going all the way this year. Vegas. Not trying to be a homer, but right. I, I think they could go all the way this year. No, that's smart. Um, I hate it, but it's Colorado. I, I think Colorado definitely has some depth. Could definitely go all the way this year. Very good team. Um, the Bruins. It's 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 a toss up between Bruins and Tampa Bay. I, I I mostly say the Bruins just because of Tampa Bay last year. Right. How that all finished out. Um, and then obviously Washington. I, I can't. I can't justify saying Pittsburgh or Philly would make it all the way, or even the Islanders. With how Islanders, absolutely not. With with how those two conferences or those those two divisions are stacked up against each other, I yeah. just can't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. I. At the end of the day, I think these playoffs are actually going to be more interesting than than previous ones. I think it's yeah. going to be a lot closer than, than we think. Right. Well, um, before I transition to the next topic, I mean, I think that was a good talk. I think we got, we got a lot of stuff covered. Um, next, the next sports episode, hopefully we can do early next week. Um, the next one, I'm going to do a power rankings. I wanted, I wanted to do one tonight, but I wanted to let the trades kind of settle in and right. see how hockey develops over okay. the end of this week and the weekend um, before I do a power rankings. Because that was my thing. I wanted with the episode that you guys didn't get to hear. I had a, a power rankings. I thought it went very well. Yes. Um. So the next episode, I will have a power rankings. I wanted to let it just chill out, cool off, see what happens. Um. But this is what I wanted to talk about. So I don't know if you watched. Uh, you probably didn't watch it. The Devils and the Red Wings had a game the other night, and John Hayden uh, got a cross check on Bertuzzi. And he got fined two thousand for it, which is the max you can get fined after the player, uh, what a, the player, Chinga agreement. I don't remember the full name of it, but um, got fined for two thousand, and that was a he got fined and penalized for it, and I thought it was it was justified, but I don't know. I you probably don't know, but. Uh, the Rangers tuba, the one that I put on Twitter. Truba, yes, I've been seeing that go okay. around quite a bit. So he put a hit on Dalcole, Da Dalcole, if you're speaking French, <laughs> um, from the Islanders, and he effing leveled him. So he did. I paid attention to all the comments and stuff. So you saw the leading with the. Elbow and that, they thought well, it was a high hit. So and... The biggest problem that people had was that he led with his head in the head. And that's not if you slow it down and you stop it, yeah, his head hits his shoulder. Right. The du- For anybody out there listening, if you honestly think that's a dirty hit in hockey, shut the hockey game off, delete the hockey app off your phone, and right. don't ever watch again because this is not some bullshit that the NFL does to try and morph – a sport into something that we don't want it to be. This right. is, I want to, mm, I have so many swear words that are like <laughs> pooling up in my head, but I'm really trying to like keep it back. This is effing hockey. Okay. Right. right. This is hockey. This is not something that, that, mm, but this is not something that millionaires or billionaires own. And then we have this player safety and yes, player safety is very important in the, in the NHL. But right. if you keep your head down for five seconds, trying to, trying to, trail a biscuit and you get smacked right no, it, I, I i agree i i don't i don't think the heat 
the the hit was that egregious. I I think he didn't leave his feet. The the main point no. of contact was it was the head area, but that's because, like you said, his head was down. Head to I, shoulder. He hit his shoulder. Right. If he would have hit his helmet, whether it was an accident or not, then we have something to talk about. Then we could kind of say, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, his his helmet hit the dude hit his shoulder. Right. And leveled him. And leveled him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. You cannot play in the professional hockey league, the NHL. Right. And keep your head down, trailing a puck. Right. I don't care if it's in your zone or the neutral zone or the opposing zone. You can't because guess what? This is what happens. You get buried. You get bodied. And it's going to hurt. Yep. And you're going to get – you're going to get – Slung off the ice by your trainers. No, 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 no. This is hockey. Okay. Well, and and I think I think the thing that justifies it is not such a dirty hit is Dalco got right back up right after the hit. He wasn't. He didn't seem overly dazed. He didn't seem like he didn't have to be stretchered off. I think he knows that it was a clean hit. That like he was, you know, watching the puck. He didn't have his head up. Yeah. Because it was in, it was an open ice hit. And Trua just laid the body. Yep. So uh, he put I, the foil on him. I, I agree. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I'm just I'm just sick of seeing on the internet that ooh, it's too much. You can't hit like that. It was a dirty hit. Like, no, it wasn't a dirty hit. The dude was an idiot. You can't keep your head down for that long. You're gonna get leveled. I I'll tell you that time and time again. And I've never played in the NHL. Right. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna get hit. I will say. I don't you think... get hit in bar league hockey like that. Like <laughs> you can't leave your head down. You're gonna get smoked. Yeah. I don't think Trubo was head hunting. So and he didn't leave his feet. Like I said, I I, I think it was a an, a clean open ice hit. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> do you have anything like super important about NHL before I move to the next topic? Um, I did want to kind of bring up uh, a little tidbit that I heard uh, over the NHL radio a couple days ago uh, in regards to like uh, the goalie fiasco in New York. What, what, how do you feel about Lundqvist not so much wanting to go and pursue a cup-contending team when you have uh, Shosturkin and Georgiev, two really good up-and-coming goaltenders that the Rangers have, and you have Lundqvist riding the pine at $8 million a year right now. That's quite a predicament when you're looking at what the Rangers are trying to do. They're trying to rebuild. I mean, they just re-signed uh, Kreider, which I think for them was a good – Seven good. years. Seven years. They probably could have got a lot of picks and a lot of good – uh, value <laughs> out of, excuse me, out of Kreider, but he's a really good player that I think will help them with their rebuild that they're trying to do. They should have, <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. No, but my thing is like, you have three goalies. You yeah. obviously, you obviously are either going to trade away Georgiev or Lundqvist. I mean, Shosturkin looks like he's going to be the obvious star going forward. Yeah. So I just, what is, what's your outlook on that? You should dump Lundqvist as fast as humanly possible. He is a great goalie, great goaltender. He's got a million years under his belt. He's got a lot of experience, a lot of skill, super, super nice guy. Even like he's super nice. Like you don't, you can't even hate him because like the way he operates in public and all the, the donations and the charity funds that he does, it's insane. Like it's incredible, but he needs to go. He either needs to retire or he needs to go to a team and be a backup. He's not the guy anymore. He needs to go. You've got these two younger kids that are skilled, very, very talented, and you're taking up eight mil of space. He's got to go. Right. And you make this Kreider deal for seven mil, which I, I'm not going to disagree with. I just – I'm not the biggest fan on, on signing anything over four years for anything because – there's such a, a high risk of injury in this sport. Right. It just makes me uneasy to do anything over four years. Right. I just think he needs to go. And I, I, if you want to start rebuilding this team, that should have been your first step. I, you should have done that before you do this Kreider deal. And I'm actually surprised that uh, Lundquist didn't want to go to somewhere like Colorado. Colorado could use a goaltender. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think uh, – 
Lundqvist, I think in his mindset, he wants to stay a Ranger. He wants to retire a Ranger. I mean, everybody in New York loves Henrik Lundqvist. Right. Like that's, he's the king of New York, pretty much. So I get that mentality, but you don't have a cup. You can pursue one right now. Yeah. Go get it. I'm sure there's some teams like Colorado, cup contender. Could, could use your skill and use your use your, your asset. Yeah, but I don't so, think New York wanted to get. I don't think it was him. I think yeah. New York didn't want to get rid of him. Yeah, so I think that was the bottom line of it, which sucks. But um, speaking of goalies, we've had this viral thing go on: a Zamboni driver oh, yes. out of Toronto. <laughs> Poor Toronto fans. Zamboni driver for Toronto's uh, farm team, not AHL uh, farm team. Uh, basically, got the call up. So the e-bug. Yeah. So um I don't know who their other goalie was, got hurt. Um Mrazic um, got smoked yes. in Krisk. I don't care what anybody says. Mrazic was at fault and so was that other guy. They just hit each other. There was no dirty hit. Just Mrazic shouldn't have been forty feet out of his crease to get that puck with his head down, got leveled, got taken out of the game. This guy by the name of uh Dan David David Ayers. David Ayers. Came in as an emergency goalie. Um, first, I think this is the third or fourth time in a hundred years that an emergency goalie has actually came out to play. Um, uh, Chicago had uh, he didn't get the 2017, 2016, or 2017. yeah, Foster yeah, Scott Foster. Foster. He only, he played uh, for I think the later half of the third period. Yeah, it was like five or ten minutes or yeah. something. But Ayers played for the end of the he, second uh, say he played, and he the played whole third almost period. two full periods. Yeah. yeah, and he let two in, and then he said, he looked at his teammates and said, let me just settle in, guys. And then he blocked eight to win it. So um, I, I fully agree with this. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, uh, what if he, he's from – he's from – uh, the Maple Leaf, he's from Toronto, so what if he would have just let, you know, six in? Well, he didn't. That's the thing. He didn't. He is getting employed by the Maple Leafs Entertainment Company, and he, he, he didn't. He won the game against the company and the team that employs him. Yeah. And sadly, this is, there's a GM meeting later on this week, I believe. Today's Thursday. I believe Friday afternoon there's going to be a GM meeting. And this is one of the topics in the GM meeting is whether they're going to allow this in the future or not. Should we? Shouldn't we? Shan't we? Shall we? And to be honest, I, it's, it, this, this happening is such a rarity. I don't understand yeah. why they would change it. Well, it, but because it's Toronto. It's the hub for hockey. It's the, it's the central bullshit. And everything revolves around them in their eyes. So now their own guy just beat them at their own game, and now they're pissed off about it. So now they're raising questions, they're raising concerns. Well, well, what if another team? What if he was, you know, what if he had something to do with the other team, the Canes? But come on, shut up. I said you, you, you lost to a forty-year-old Zamboni driver. Back hey, but he plays bar league, so he is a goalie. Fair. He okay. is a goalie. It's not like he came out of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Lost six to three. Yeah, that, that's the thing I was thinking about earlier today is, like, why didn't they pepper him? Why didn't they just lay the shots on him? But they didn't. Right. They couldn't even – they could barely get into the zone. You got guys like Austin Matthews. And he was out for what three, four games with a wrist injury. That's why he didn't go to the All Star game. That's why Brandon or Braden, uh, Braden Tuchuk got in is because he had a wrist injury. That's why. And now Tuchuk owes him like a Rolex and a dinner and stuff. It's kind of cool, but still, Austin Matthews makes a bajillion dollars. That's what I'm saying. You got all those players that are elite goal scorers. You got John Tavares. You got Austin Matthews. You've got. Um... Uh, Mitch Marner, you've got Nylander, you got Nylander, you've got all these guys that you paid money to score goals. And I'm, I'm going to give Carolina credit. Their defense stepped up big time. To mm-hmm. Right. He could have been peppered, but the defense was always there. You know, clearing the pucks, standing up the blue line, mm-hmm. and scoring goals. Right. 
So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. When, when you have a situation like that happen, um, all the credit's David Ayers for stepping in. 100%. Yep. Uh, I think Toronto has a lot to look into this next year because um, I think they have some issues that might be some long-term deals. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, so we're already at. Uh, we'll probably be back. Uh, I'm thinking next week we should record one more for uh, racing coming up, I believe. Uh, Just run it, Tyler. It's all, all right. So yeah. So the main host is having a little bit of technical technical difficulties. Um, but yes. So we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, this is Sports Vision. Come live, and we'll be back uh, hopefully in the next couple days. Thank you guys for listening. See you again.